Hey there, boys and girls. Welcome to another edition of the Business of Sports with Andrew Brandt. We're presented, as always, by DraftKings. It's going to be a Brandt's Rants edition, as you might expect. I'm going to be talking on my old friend Aaron Rodgers. Yes, I've known him since 2005 at 16 years. Yes, I have some thoughts on what he said on Friday, on the fact that he said he was immunized versus vaccinated. All of that coming to you here on a Brandt's Rants also going to get into the Henry Rugg situation, which I think is sad. Uh, but news out of Las Vegas even today, Monday, November 8th, is they've released Damon Arnett, another player that got into some bad trouble in Las Vegas. We'll talk about that factor that goes in that we don't think about much because everyone plays in a big city except Green Bay people. <laughs> we'll talk about that. I also want to talk a little bit more about Odell Beckham and maybe even about uh, the lingering effects from the trades that did or didn't happen last week at the trade deadline. So settle in. I'm going to talk a lot about Aaron in a minute. First, a word from LinkedIn Talent Solutions. These days, small businesses are busier than ever. You're spending time searching for the right candidates. That can feel like you're just taking time away from growing your business. You need LinkedIn jobs. They make it easier to find the people you want to talk to faster and for free. So create a job post in minutes on LinkedIn jobs. Reach your network beyond the world's greatest professional network, 770 million people. You get the candidates with the right skills and experience. Use screening questions. Get your role in front of only the most qualified people. That's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one. Delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. So go to LinkedIn Jobs. Helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Did you know every week nearly 40 million job seekers visit LinkedIn? So post your job for free at linkedin.com slash BOS. That's linkedin.com slash BOS to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, Aaron Rodgers. Let's start here. I met him 16 years ago. I met him the day after the draft. I was always impressed with him from the day I met him. This is someone who was kind of looking at you, had that sort of wry look in his eye, that wry sense of humor, kind of always a step ahead of what you're thinking. I just found him to be one of the most interesting players I've ever met, as well as interested in things beyond what you hear usually. I am very upfront when I talk about Aaron and the Packers. If you're watching, you see my helmet back there. I'm very upfront that I'm biased, that I think he's the best player in the league. I think he is the MVP, no matter who's the MVP. I wouldn't trade that player, whoever you want to pick, for Aaron Rodgers, certainly for one year. So that's where I am on him on the football side. On the non-football side, I've always thought, now let's just put everything before last Friday. I've always thought that he is one of the more interesting players. He doesn't speak in cliches. He's honest and thoughtful. And the only player that to me was must-watch media during the NFL season, the only player, the only media appearance has been with Pat McAfee and Aaron Rodgers once a week where Aaron does that with Pat McAfee. That to me is the only media by players worthy of watching because he doesn't talk in cliches. And he talks about things way beyond football. Having said that, we then get into him being outed for a comment he did or didn't make in August. He said he was immunized. What he did not want to get into was the fact he was unvaccinated. 
and face the wrath about that that was raining down on players like Kirk Cousins, Carson Wentz, and later on Kyrie Irving. So he didn't want that. He chose to duck the question saying was immunized, believing that he had taken this alternate treatment, this homeopathic nature treatment, natural treatment, that to him made him immunized and he left it at that. As to whether there was a follow-up, I, you know, I can see how what people say was a follow-up was really not a follow-up. It wasn't asking if he was vaccinated. It was asking about other players. So again, I can see him not taking that opportunity to explain the immunized. So let me just say this out front. I think he was wrong. I think saying he was immunized was misleading. I think what he did was deceptive. Just to keep the hounds away from him, he should have said it. What we learn was on Friday that he has great conviction about being not immunized. He has great conviction about the reasons why he wasn't immunized, which if he said it in August, the criticism would have gone for a while, but it would have been more muted because he would have owned it and gotten out of the way. So if I was advising him back then, which I clearly was not and not asked to do, I would have said, that's your decision. Here are your reasons why, including an allergy to mRNA vaccines, including hesitation on J&J for these reasons, including his thoughts on fertility and sterility. Listen, I've read that COVID has a greater effect on fertility and sterility than the vaccines do. But hey, he believes otherwise. So he should have owned it. Now, what he said on Friday got down a path that drew loads and loads of criticism. And here I want to not defend Aaron Rodgers. So let's be clear. I'm not defending Aaron Rodgers. I'm not agreeing with what he said. I am very fastidious about what I put in my body. I believe in bodily autonomy. I'm all about being clear on being clean with the body. I have chosen to make that include a vaccine. He hasn't. Okay. But here is where I think it went off the rails. Politics. Okay. We live in a society that's polarized. I get it. And when he brings in words like cancel culture, woke mob, and Joe Rogan, you know what's going to happen. The flames are going to be fanned, and here we go. We go to our tribes. We go to our teams. We go to our sidelines. We separate. We silo. That's not what this is about. And listen, I'm not defending Aaron. He brought it in there. He, when you say those words in today's society, you're bringing division. So not defending Aaron, but I think some of the criticism is over the top. It's because we're political. It's because we're polarized. It's because we have fanned the flames. And when you bring in Joe Rogan and when you bring in that, it's going to cause this great division. At the end of the day... Aaron Rodgers chose to not be vaccinated. Okay, that's the story. Then we get to all the politics, all the reasoning, everyone breaking down what he said, blasting what he said, not agreeing with him, saying he trusts Dr. Joe Rogan over real doctors, all of that. And that's fine. We can debate that. 
and Fox News can debate it and CNN can debate it and everyone can get on TV and talk about it. But at the end of the day, this is a personal decision made by Kirk Cousins, Carson Wentz, Alan Lazard on the Packers. We didn't hear much about that. Other players that we're not aware of throughout the league. And it got outed that Aaron was unvaccinated. And here we go. My question to people that are raining down criticism on Aaron about his comments on Friday is, would you have been happier had he ignored the fact he used the word immunized? Where we just went on with our business, he came back, whether this week or next week, and he said, I'm not really going to address that. It seems like Aaron Rodgers would have been treated with better had he done that. So I don't know if I would advise that. But even though we don't like the explanation, we wanted the explanation, right? We wanted that from Aaron Rodgers. We were not satisfied for him to leave the immunization comment hanging and not explain it. So he's sick. He gets better on Thursday. He goes on McAfee on Friday. He gives this monologue. And we are after him, including me, about the defense of the comment, about the comment from August. But then to get into all this piling on, now, did he give disinformation that is dangerous? I don't know. Perhaps. I don't know. I mean, everyone jumps on the ivermectin. Again, I am understanding there are uses for ivermectin way beyond dealing with horses. So everyone jumps to the horses. The fact is he feels better whatever he was taking. He said he felt great. Okay. I don't agree with it. You don't agree with it. But the piling on was just amazing with Aaron. And I get it. He rubs people the wrong way. He's, he's too cool for school. His Cal Listen, I was around it, so I'm used to it. I see it. His California cool was actually a calming influence on our team and served him well when the team went through this messy divorce with Brett Favre in 2008. And Aaron just had to sort of lay low, know that we were turning the keys to the franchise over to him, and lay low. Now, we have this other drama with Jordan Love, which I'll talk about in a minute. But Aaron Rodgers was wrong to mislead. He was deceptive in August. Bad on him. And then he gave this explanation. And when he talked about an allergy, whether we believe it or not, Yes, fine. When he talked about sterility and fertility, whether we believe it or not, fine. I think that would have been fine. But here's where I would have advised him not to go. Don't go down the woke mob cancel culture path because you know what that invites. You know what that invites. And it did. And it did. But at the end of the day, that's where we are. Now, fans, <laughs> my fans, my mentions were full of, I have this, a large following among Packer fans and Packer Nation. Before Wednesday, when it came out that he was unvaccinated and gave the immunized comment, after the Arizona game, they look so great. They're playing great. After that, fans are like, hey, Aaron's getting along with the front office. Aaron's in, in cahoots. Everyone loves each other. We're that, we just beat the best team on the road without Devante, without our top three receivers. Oh my God, Aaron's got to stay, right? The front office has to change their plan. We're going forward with Aaron. Then this happens Wednesday through Friday and my mentions all weekend are like, 
Uh, we'll move on to love. We've had enough Aaron. He's, he's, he's this, he's that he's too high maintenance. Then Jordan love doesn't play well. Although I think too much is made of that as well. And now people are like, we got to keep Aaron. I mean, they got a taste of life in green Bay without a franchise quarterback where they've had a hall of fame quarterback for 30 years, the most spoiled fans in the history of the NFL in a good way. I'm not saying the fans are bad. They've just been spoiled. So we saw yesterday Jordan Love, who actually played better than Patrick Mahomes, which is a whole nother story, that he's not going to look like Aaron Rodgers. I mean, come on. Did he look bad? I don't know. He looked uneven. He came out of the end zone with some nice plays. He was backed up. Who wants that as a quarterback? All right. The other part of the Aaron Rodgers thing that I have to scold him for is this lack of protocols. Lack of protocols. I want to get into that. I want to get into Aaron ignoring protocols. But first, a word from AutoZone. It's fixed finder service at AutoZone. It's free. You can troubleshoot more dashboard lights, check your engine light, ABS light, service interval light. The free fixed finder will give you possible solutions for your lights, all backed by verified text. It'll even send you full results in a detailed fixed finder report straight to your email. So if you have all the information you need, take on the fix. And if you need a bit of help from a repair shop, AutoZone will even refer you to a nearby shop that you can trust. The most complete free warning light report backed by a technician verified fixes. You can only find it at AutoZone. So next time your dashboard lights pay you a visit, just get in the zone. AutoZone. Okay, back to my rant on Aaron. He has ignored protocols. He admitted that. He said, I followed all the protocols. And then he's like, but the one in the media room, because the media's vaxxed, the media's masked. I'm far away from them. I'm not going to give it to them. And he gets tested every day. So he said, yeah, I'm not doing that. When he said, I'm not doing that, that raised a lot of flags. First of all, Aaron, you got to do it. If protocol is a protocol, you got to do it. I look at my situation. I got to go teach at Villanova. I'm a law professor. I go to Villanova Law. I teach my sports law class. I got to wear a mask. It stinks. It's fallen down. They can't hear me. I got to speak into a mic with the mask. They're wearing masks. I can't hear them. I can't see their facial expressions. It stinks. It sucks. But it's where we are. And Aaron just blows it off. But it's not only him blowing it off. The team is allowing this. The league is allowing this. The front office is allowing this. Everyone knows Aaron is unvaccinated. Everyone in that building, coaches, teammates, front office, NFL. And we just ignored it. So what is going on? Is it the Packers deciding they're not going to piss off their star player because you don't want to do that and let him go without a mask? Is it the NFL saying, yeah, Kirk Cousins is not wearing one? Yeah, whatever. We're not enforcing that protocol. I'd like to know that. I'd like to know what's going on there. So that is something that for us to look at. Whatever comes out of this next, is there going to be master in press conferences? Is Kirk Cousins going to be master in press conferences? They'll probably be on Zoom. That's what I would guess. Now we're looking at Zoom press conferences for the unvaccinated, which I thought was maybe happening already, but I guess not. Because Wentz is up there, usually with a mask. Kirk Cousins is up there, not with a mask. Who knows? But now we're going to know. We haven't seen sanctions about COVID since last year. I think when John Gruden, maybe Sean Payton, they got 
And maybe the the Saints lost a low-round draft pick, I think. Do I think that will happen here? No. No, I don't think anything will happen. I think if something is happening, it's to the Packers. It's not to Aaron Rodgers. And it's a fine. And the NFL is complicit here. The NFL is complicit. How can they sanction the Packers? They knew Aaron Rodgers was unvaccinated. They see the clips. They see Aaron Rodgers every Wednesday or whatever it was, speaking to the media with no mask. They see Kirk Cousins speaking with no mask. The NFL is complicit in that. So how are they going to sanction? And other teams, as a Schefter report this weekend, said they're asking about the Aaron Rodgers rules with protocols. Yeah, I would too. (laughs) And then the Packers are probably answering it, asking about Kirk Cousins and the Vikings. And then the Vikings are answering it, saying Aaron Rodgers. I mean, this is how it works in the NFL, the politics of the NFL. So there's that. Finally, uh, we did see life without a franchise quarterback, but he'll probably this weekend. I thought Jordan Love was okay. He was uneven, just like all the first round quarterbacks are this year, whether it's Justin Fields or Mac Jones or Trey Lance hasn't hardly played or even Zach Wilson and Trevor Lawrence, whatever. You know, that's what happens. They don't come in like that. Maybe a few, Dan Marino, Aaron Rodgers, maybe, but usually not. Do I, I am still of the mind, and this is mind over heart, because I'm a fan, just like you. I am still of the mind that Aaron Rodgers will be traded. As, as much as you like as a fan for him to stick around, I just think that decision was made a long time ago. Aaron's not exactly 100% in on Green Bay, even though he looks great. He's having a good time. And I just think it's time. It's going to be time in March. It stinks from a fan perspective because we're going to lose one of these great iconic players. But I think that decision's been made. When you take Jordan Love in the draft two years ago, you're going to play him. He's going to play. He's not going to be traded. He's not going to be flipped. He's going to play. So I'm going to be consistent with what I've said all along. I said all along that Aaron Rodgers wasn't going to get traded in 2021. And I've said all along Aaron Rodgers will get traded in 2022. Okay, the next rant. (laughs) Uh, I want to talk about what's going on in Vegas. I think this Henry Rugg situation is sad. And I know it's tragic for the woman, obviously. Obviously, the whole story is this woman uh, was hit by a Rugg's car going 127 miles an hour. It burst into flames. She died and her dog died. And there's a GoFundMe, which is great. Uh, I just think one thing about Ruggs I worry about. He is now set apart from his team. I said this before. I don't know as a team executive if I would have cut Henry Ruggs. I really don't. I just feel like he is going to face, obviously you're not going to play him and maybe not pay him or whatever exempt list he's going to be on, but he needs support. I mean, this guy's been around a team atmosphere growing up, Alabama Raiders for his whole life. And now at the worst time of his life, and obviously you can't defend what he did, but at the worst time of his life, he needs that team community. And he now, for the first time in his life, he's untethered. So I don't, and frankly, I don't know if he's in jail, awaiting jail, awaiting the, the charges. 
it's just a terrible situation. I would, if I was executive with the Raiders now, I would be talking to the league about a way that he could stay tethered to people like Derek Carr, who's a wonderful leader, and his teammates without obviously ever playing and some kind of suspended list where they don't pay him even, or maybe they pay him a tiny amount. I just think that's, that's what we're dealing with here. The other part of the Raiders is today, Monday, they cut Damon Arnett, another player in Vegas that had some issues, brandishing a gun, threatening videos, crashing rent cars, whatever it was. And he had some issues coming out of Ohio State. And, and again, they cut him today. So they've cut rugs, they've cut him. Um, it brings up the issue of Vegas. You know, we always talked about Vegas as a place where yeah, it's Vegas, and but players can control themselves. And the thing we worried about with players in Vegas was not partying. It was really gambling, right? We worried about gambling, and that's been the taboo from the NFL forever, gambling. We can't let them go to Vegas because they gamble. Well, Vegas has a lot going on besides gambling. And, yes, it's the mecca of Sin City in this country. If you're going to get in trouble, what you know the saying, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. And I know it's cliche to say, hey, Cincy, they're going to get in trouble. But now that we've had these two incidents and two players released in a week, yeah, maybe think about that. And think about the fact that you're putting these players into Vegas. I know there haven't been issues with the hockey team, but you have to tether them a little more, I would think. I would think if I'm working for Vegas, I got to stay tethered to this group a little more because a lot can happen there. A lot can happen there. Now, contrast that where I was for 10 years. Green Bay, there's nothing to do. <laughs> there's nothing to do. And when I was recruiting free agents, it was always the question of what do these guys do? And I would have to say, oh, they go to Milwaukee sometimes because there's nothing that even stays open past 10 o'clock in Green Bay except for Perkins. Nothing. So that's what we're dealing with. In Green Bay, life was all football. I never even imagined these players getting in trouble in Green Bay, unless they were hanging out at someone's apartment or house. Again, you couldn't stay out. You just couldn't at past 10 o'clock. And then in Vegas, it doesn't even start till 10 o'clock, night, night, nightlife. So this sort of has me thinking this Damon Arnett thing and Henry Ruggs, like, whoa, wow, there's a real life out there that could be troubling for young men in their 20s with idle time and a lot of money. Yes. And I'm not even talking about gambling. Cuts clothing is something I'm wearing a lot now. It's just, it's just soft material. It's great work attire. It's great just walking around attire. Um, the days of wearing uncomfortable business attire are over. You don't have to do it. You don't have to sacrifice style or comfort with Cuts clothing. It's professional enough for going back to the office. It's comfortable enough for working from home. It's sort of innovated the whole work leisure thing. So I just love it. It's got all occasions, polos, bomber jackets, joggers, everything you can imagine. Guys, you got to go to Cuts Clothing. And now it's Shipageddon. Shipageddon 2021. Cuts starting their sale season early for you with 30% off site-wide. Starting November 9th, that's tomorrow. You can have worry-free holiday shopping from Cuts. So head over. Cutsclothing.com, get 30% off site-wide through December 3rd. 
Upgrade your wardrobe with their world-famous shirts, joggers, all-new outerwear. Great stuff. This company has great stuff. That's CutsClothing.com. Okay, I thought it was interesting in my last rant here that the Broncos moved on from Von Miller and had their best game of the year. I'm not saying Von Miller's a bad guy, but it's this kind of extraction theory. You move out something, you give confidence to the people behind them, you ship out something that maybe wasn't working, and here we go. And the obvious example is the Cleveland Browns. They're shipping out Odell Beckham. They played their best game. What's going on with that? Now, is this a trend? Is this an analytical thing? I don't know. But I do know this about Odell Beckham. The New York Giants were willing to take on a huge cap dead money charge a couple years ago. They paid him a $20 million bonus. You pay him a $20 million bonus. It's a five-year deal. So that's four-year a year prorated over five years. So four million a year prorated cap bonus. After five months out of that deal, they trade him. So that means... Cap-wise, $16 million accelerated, right? $16 million accelerated to the Giants. The Giants were so interested in getting rid of Odell Beckham that they took a $16 million hit on their cap after paying $20 million cash, plus whatever salary he made, and then shipped him out. And I remember everyone saying, oh, they only got a first-round pick and a starting safety. Hey, that looks great right now. He hasn't been the player. Sometimes... The player is bigger than the name. I'm sorry, the name is bigger than the player. Odell Beckham is a bigger celebrity than he is a player. So it's going to be interesting. He's now worked out this deal. He's going to get, he's getting cut as we speak. And we'll see who claims him tomorrow. But all this talk about Odell Beckham, oh my God, who's going to get him? I'm like, Odell Beckham? Like, what has he done? Like, what am I missing about Odell Beckham? He made the great catch in a game they lost five years ago. And I don't know what happened in Cleveland where everyone's like, oh, my God, somebody else is going to get Odell Beckham. Cleveland plays their best game without him. Just a thought. Like, sometimes fantasy GMs are more interested in a player than real GMs. We'll see what kind of action happens on him. But, yeah, sometimes you got to realize <laughs> – the name is bigger than the game. That'll do it for this week's edition of the Business of Sports with Andrew Brandt. Thanks to my producer, Brian Neal. Thanks to my musical producer, Sam Brandt. The newsletter, sign up, andrew-brandt.com. That's where it comes out every Sunday morning to your inbox. Always new stuff in there that I think you'll like. Twitch, every Thursday night, I'm twitching. Go to Andrew Brandt Live on Twitch, Baltimore, Miami this week. I'll have some interesting insights and maybe a special guest or two. You know my Twitter, Andrew Brandt, my Instagram, Andrew Brandt2, my clubhouse, ADB719, and, of course, columns on Sports Illustrated. That's all the places you can find me. I look forward to being here every week with this unique podcast in the sports space. I'll be back next week with another edition of The Business of Sports with Andrew Brandt. Have you ever used Cheapo Air? For years, and I really like it. With Cheapo Air, you can book online, use their app, or even over the phone. They've got great prices on over 500 airlines and millions of accommodations. They're my go-to for travel planning. And if you join their Club Miles program, you can earn points to save on the cost of your travel. Book on the app, and you get double points. Sounds like it's time I tried Cheapo Air. Call Cheapo Air at 855-247-3279 or visit CheapoAir.com slash podcast.